Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. The long-awaited season of Easter, the one of new life, is here. Hallelujah. And I am here for it. This week, Reverend Ruth Hetland of Consecrate Boxes joins me for a conversation about sharing love by way of subscription boxes for women clergy. In episode 84 of Holy Shenanigans Podcast, the women are here for it. Have you ever been given good news so good that you couldn't believe it was true? This week's gospel text from Luke 24, verses 1 through 12, we hear the story of Easter morning. And it is good news so good that the followers of Jesus have a hard time believing that it can be true. Here's the rundown of the story. On what we know as Easter morning, the women of Jesus' community go to the tomb where Jesus has been laid and find the stone rolled away and Jesus' body missing. Suddenly, two men in dazzling clothes appear besides Mary Magdalene, Johanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women. And they ask the women why they are looking for someone alive among the dead. The men, or some say angels, continue speaking and reminding the women of how Jesus told them what was going to happen, that he would be crucified and rise three days later. The text says, then they remembered. And in that remembering, go to tell the disciples this good news. The disciples refused to believe the women. How could this good news be true? But Peter is curious and he runs to the tomb to find everything as the woman had said it was. It turns out, good news the women had proclaimed was true. Jesus was risen. This good news, really good, was something to believe in. This good news story of Jesus' resurrection gives us a lot to think about, doesn't it? Perhaps like the disciples were astounded with the news that Jesus overcomes death. 
But then we can remember all the stories in Scripture about Jesus doing that exact work throughout his life, bringing life, raising the child Tabitha to wellness, calling Lazarus out of his tomb, healing the sick and proclaiming good news of mercy and love for all people, welcoming all people into the beloved community. In all of these stories, and the story the angel men tell the women at the tomb, help us remember the overall works of new life and resurrection personified in Christ. This story of resurrection is revealed time and time again, and then in the Easter account of Jesus is a mic drop. Death, where is your sting? This good news of new life is here for all people, and the women are here for it. The women, it seems, were there for all of Jesus' work of new life, even the parts that were the hardest to bear. When Jesus carried that cross up that hill, the women were there for it. When Jesus was crucified, the women were there. When Jesus dies, the women were there. When his body was taken off the cross, the women were there. When his body needed preparation for burial, The women came with spices and oil and their tears, trying to remember what he had taught them. And then the angel men helped them to remember. And so they did. The women were there to hear and proclaim the good news now remembered. The women remembered the calling to new life and how they were instrumental in continuing Jesus' work. The women were here for it, even when others refused to believe them. The women we're here for it. And so this week's Holy Shenanigans story is about women who are here for it. What I mean by this is the gift of women who have proclaimed good news into my life more times than I can count. A Sunday school teacher who drove me to camp every summer. Estella, my neighbor lady, who challenged me to be my own person. My mom, who gave me all the books to read. Lynn, who encouraged me to live into art as a spiritual practice and gave me space to teach others how to do the same. Erin, my seminary classmate, who taught me that joy is essential, especially in the depths of grief. Heather, who reminds me to take good care of myself. Kimberly, who helps me to remember the power of laughter and adventure. Nancy, my colleague, who reminds me that I am one of the women as well. This list of women I've shared is not complete in any way. There are so many women who have been here for it for me. All my life, I can trace the women like Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, this sisterhood that helps me to remember the good news and continue my own path to do the same for others. Another woman in my sisterhood is Reverend Ruth Hetland, a pastor and good news sharing woman. I met Ruth through some circumstances of holy shenanigans about a year ago, and I'm excited for you to learn about her mission of good news to care for those who identify as women clergy. Here is Ruth now to answer three and a half questions about love, and I am here for it. Thank you, Reverend Ruth Hetland, for being with me today. Hi, Tara. It's great to be with you. 
So we met last year. I had sent you a note on Instagram and I said, hey, Ruth, if I send you some stickers, will you be able to send them out in your boxes? And I was so excited because you said yes. Yeah, that was so great. It was such an encouragement to me. And so are the consecrate boxes. And I'm waiting anxiously because my one for Easter has been mailed to me. But, but maybe when I get done with this interview with you, I will open my door and it'll be waiting for me. <laughs> I hope so. It's a, it's a good one. I was curious. Um, I've been on this effort of asking these three and a half questions about love with guests from different perspectives and experiences. And I would like to ask you some of those questions today, if that'd be okay. I would love to answer those questions. <laughs> okay. So the first question, Ruth, is what do you love about being you? I love the things that I've been able to do in my life, the places where I've lived and traveled to. Before I became a pastor in my 20s, I traveled a lot. And so Mm. it's funny, my kids, they'll talk about somewhere cool that they want to see. And I'll say, oh, I've been there. And they're like, what? You've been there? And I'm like, yeah, I haven't always been standing here doing your dishes. You know, I I used to go places and, and, and do things. And And now that they're older, we're able to travel together more as a family. And that's really fun, too. So I love that about me and my life that I've had the health and the good fortune to be able to Mm -hmm. see some things and do some of the things I wanted to do. And I think I'm happy about that. And I love that I am willing to try new things. Mm. In fact, I just came from yoga and that's a new thing that I had been thinking about doing for seriously like decades. I was like, I I should try yoga. I'd really like to try yoga. And I don't know why it took me so long, but I just love it so much and it, it makes me so happy. And so I love that about me that I'm, I am willing to try new things, even if it takes me a while to get around to it. Well, and well, sometimes these things have to find us too. Yeah. I think sometimes yeah. these, these, these things that bring joy into our lives come to us just at the time that they are supposed to. I think you're so right about that. It's true. And certain people will come along who will inspire us to to try different things or go with us to try those new things. That's how yoga finally, how I finally went was I made a new friend not long ago and she was like, well, we should go together. (laughs) And I was like, that's a good idea. And that that whole um, idea of women going together to do new things fits very well with our topic today. Perfect. (laughs) I can think of so many people in my life, so many women who have been here for me and the phrase I keep saying, you know, we're here for it, right? Um, That encourage us to do these things that will bring joy and also sit with us in those spaces that are hard. Another thought I had as I was listening to your love of travel is the fact that with these boxes, you still engage that love of travel and you send that out to so many different places and to people. So yeah, that's tied up is, in there too. It is fun to think about, like if I, I see an address and I'm like, oh, I remember that area. And just thinking about thinking about the people going out to their mailbox and getting it to wherever they are, mm-hmm. whether they're at a three-point parish in the middle of Nebraska or downtown church in New York. or You're still traveling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I was thinking about that when you were saying about the women accompanying each other one of the women who recently made something for the box, she is one of my yoga instructors, actually. Mm. 
it's so inspiring to see how creative people are and we inspire one another, right? To keep growing and learning Mm -hmm. in these different things. So it's an ever expanding circle, right? For sure. In regards to that circle, what comes to mind when I ask you, who do you love? I think about my children and my husband, of course. My children are teenagers now, you know, so it's a relationship that's ever evolving. You know, I love my time with them and <laughs> they're very much very teenagery right now too. And so I'm learning to give them the space that they need as well. My husband and I, we've been married 21 years. You know, he's very supportive of different endeavors that I take on and we're both introverts. So we know how to give each other space that we need and And I have loved my congregations over the years, I have to say. I mean, for all the pain that there's been too and challenge and frustration that I have loved them and I'm thankful for them and I've learned a lot from them as well. I think that love can be lots of different things and present lots of different ways, can it? Yes, and it can can be wonderful and it can be painful It's like um, my associate pastor that I work with, she was preaching this past Sunday and she preached about that this life is beautiful and terrible Mm. and, and you can't really have one without the other. And it's just so true. And love is that way, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, death wouldn't be so hard if we didn't love each other so much. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I just had a service this week, a couple um, that had been married for years and years, but to see the way that the gentleman spoke with such a glimmer in his eye of Mm -hmm. his beloved, even as he was um, just weeping, but it was such a testimony to the complexity of love. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So thank you for telling me a little bit more about love and the tender spot that that is for all of us. I appreciate that and your vulnerability to share. Part of why I wanted to have you come and share about your work, Ruth, is question number three. What do you love to do in the world? You know, I do love Consecrate. It's been going about a year and a half now, and I love this new creative aspect of my life that it brings out. You know, I've been a pastor for over 20 years, and while there's things that I love about being a pastor still, for sure, you know, it's really fun to be able to use different parts of my brain and be learning something new about how to run a business and One of my favorite things about Consecrate is that I share things that other people are making. Yeah. One of my favorite things that was in a recent box was an artist, Molly Donahue, had made these little spools. She called them intention spools. You unrolled it and it had an intention on it. And it was just this beautiful little piece of art, you know, Mm -hmm. that she made out of odds and ends and her creative mind. And and I thought it was just beautiful. I got one of those spools and the spool said, may peace be with you where you are. And Uh it was beautiful to unroll it and just be like, oh, yeah, thank you. I needed that. (laughs) And what a neat thing that her mind just saw these old spools. And what what can I recycle this into? I love that. And I love thinking and dreaming about, you know, what are the different ways that Consecrate can evolve? And, you know, what is the spirit calling me toward and what's life giving? Mm -hmm. I really am leaning hard into that as these last five years or so of my life 
thinking about what is life giving and realizing that that's of the spirit, you know, that, that it's not selfish and it's what God's leading me toward now. So I need to be listening to that. And that brings me so much joy to think about those things and to encourage others as they work on listening toward what brings them life and what brings them joy. And mm-hmm. yeah, just the uh, concept of putting together these boxes and sending them out to women clergy. Um, could you say a little bit more about why this was a hope for you? I don't know. I had just been feeling for a long time like I wanted to do something in addition to what I was doing as a pastor. I love podcasts. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts. And and this one podcast was talking about how it's important to find a, a niche that is underserved. And I thought about women clergy. I mean, there's not a lot that's made just for women clergy, right. you know? And so on a Facebook group, Lutheran Leader Mom Facebook group, I had put a note, you know, like, if I were to put together a box that was just for women clergy, you think that's a fun idea or a lame idea? And the feedback I got was was really good. And and so I thought, you know, I mean, I'm just going to try it. I mean, what's the harm? Yes. My husband was so sweet because he was going to make some Advent candle holders for the box. Oh, wow. And he was picturing that maybe I'd get like 20 orders yeah. or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then it was like 175 box in the first order and and he's like oh my gosh it was my same reaction when you said oh I need 600 stickers I went oh 600 okay (laughs) yeah so from 176 to 600 it's grown I just kind of feel like oh, these are my people. They get it. You they know? Are. Well, the, the women yeah. in the clergy moms group said they were here for it and we're yeah. still here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Presbyterians and Episcopalians and United Methodists. And it's been really, really a fun way it's to a, get to know people. It's a very diverse and eclectic sisterhood, isn't it? It is. It is. I'll never forget. Tara, when I was in a, my internship, the male pastor, mm-hmm. well, he said to me, I want people to see you as a pastor, not as a woman. And I was like, how do I separate those things? You know, <laughs> I'm both. But I remember feeling like ashamed, like, you know, mm-hmm. like what, you know, do I have to, I didn't know what he wanted, you know, but yeah. Yeah. What I heard was, I want you to be more like a man, or I don't know. But well, what he wanted was impossible because you are <laughs> a woman pastor. Right. Yes. And what I love is seeing that women are being more and more comfortable just being who we are and being pastors and people making beautiful stoles that have flowers on them and they're gorgeous and clerical shirts that are cut for women. Yes. You know, we don't have to wear those awful shirts made for men. And so it's just, it's beautiful that it's, um, it's just beautiful. It is. Again, that that beautiful ripple effect of love and just the progress of the world. It it, it is difficult sometimes because the 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 bend towards justice is slow but long and going to happen. Um, but when we are able to be witness to that, it's priceless. Exactly. Yeah. You get it. So my half question 
Um, if you could have a microphone for the whole world that covers all time zones and all places at the same time and express a message of love for the world, what message would you like to share that with the world? I was thinking about this question on my way home from yoga and, you know, all that I could think of was like sappy lyrics, you know, <laughs> and the one, the one that kept going through my mind was all you need is love. Hey, I love <laughs> to sing that song. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all, but what do we need more of? Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. So if, if love is at the core of, of everything, if we keep that at the heart of our decisions and our, our creativity and our emotion, that's that's a pretty good place to be. All you need is love. Well, thank you so much, Ruth, for um, talking with us about three and a half questions about love, as well as telling us more about Consecrate Box. So where can people find Consecrate Box? On the web, consecrate.createjoy.com. Okay. And we're also on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, we're Consecrate Box. Wonderful. I have this this book that is a, a Celtic um, prayer book, Celtic Daily Prayer, and in it is a blessing. It's called Where Earth and Heaven Meet. And I would like to read this for you today, Ruth, as a blessing. The blessing says, allow more and more thoughts of your thinking to come into our hearts day by day till there shall at last be an open road between you and us and your angels may go up and down amongst us so that we may be in your heaven, even while we are upon your earth. Amen. Thank you. That was lovely. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being with me and for sharing this very special Easter episode of Holy Shenanigans podcast. Yeah, I feel honored to be on the Easter, the High Holy Easter episode. Yeah. Well, I'm here for it. And I hope all of the other folks in Holy Shenanigans neighborhood will be here for it too. Thank you so much. Thank you. It is Reverend Ruth's hope that Consecrate subscription boxes are a source of goodness, light, and playful surprise for all wise and beautiful ministers. Just as my own sisterhood of women have helped me remember good news and to share good news, Ruth is expanding love into the world in this unique effort. I, for one, am grateful for Ruth's work, and I think the women are here for it too. To learn more about Consecrate, go to consecrate.consecratejoy.com. This week's poem, Stand, by yours truly, is dedicated to the women. All the women who help us remember that we are beloved, sacred, and essential to the calling of living and fostering new life. Stand. One, two, three, four. What do we stand for? Five, six, seven, eight. We stand for love, don't hesitate. We've been blessed with hearts bold and stout, worthy, strong. We, like the women, have been called by love our whole lives long to stand for love, justice, and grace. Everywhere we go, mercy all over the place. Wherever it is a woman you see, that is the place for love to be. This is the place for love to be. You 
are the place for love to be. Crying out with songs of praise, never ending for all our days, lived, shared, generous, true. Love, wherever we go, love is calling you. Stand. One, two, three, four. What do we stand for? Five, six, seven, eight. We stand for love. Don't hesitate. I am your Holy Shenanigans muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Ian Eastman for sound editing and to Reverend Ruth for being Holy Shenanigans podcast Easter episode special guest. Happy Easter, dear hearts. One, two, three, four. What do we stand for? Five, six, seven, eight. We stand for love. Don't hesitate. The women are here for it. And you'd better believe it.